It's a 3-2. And hey! strike three on Carlson. Strikeout number eight for Steele, who struck out three in a row. How will Justin Steele respond after his Cy Young-worthy 2023? Will Jamison Tyone bounce back? How will Shota Imanaga perform in his first season with the Cubs? Let's look at the entire Chicago rotation and make some predictions for 2024. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to The Setup Man yet, you are really missing out. This is a new channel, but we have big things planned for the 2024 season, including 10 different giveaways of Cubs autograph memorabilia. Subscribe now so you don't miss that. But right now, I'm breaking down some predictions for the entire Cubs starting pitching staff going into the 2024 season. And I also want to see what you think of these predictions, so leave a comment below. Let's start with the ace, Justin Steele. Steele ended his 23 campaign in fifth for Cy Young voting, but had you been forced to vote on September 9th, it would have been a close race between him and Blake Snell. Midway through September, Steele had a 2.49 ERA. He was 16-3 and and already racked up 159 innings. That included his best outing of the season on September 4th against the Giants. The 0-2 swing and a missed strike three. Number 12 for Justin Steele. Eight shutout innings. What a performance. At that point, the Cubs looked like a shoe-in for the fifth or sixth wild card spot. But like the rest of the team, Steele had a rough go of it down the stretch. In his final three games, he went 0-2. The Cubs lost all three. He had a 9.42 ERA in just 14 and a third innings pitch. And that led to his ERA ballooning to 3.06 to end the season. In fact, his final two starts of the year were the only time all season his ERA was over three. So the final numbers were not nearly representative of how good Steele was all season. So how does this translate into 2024? Well, many professional projection sites show significant regression for Steele. This is likely due to him only having a two-pitch mix, but hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, I don't know if I see Steele sustaining the same two and a half ERA for the entire season, but I do think the horse of this rotation will continue to be just that. I see Justin getting his second all-star nod and posting a 14-7 and record with a 330 ERA in 32 starts. I think he will also set a new career high in innings pitched at 180. Next up, it's Jamison Tyone. Eight shutout innings for Jamison Tyone. Give yourself a hand. Jamo gave many Cubs fans a scare last year after having a piss poor first half of the season. Every outing, you just kind of expected it to be the one where he figured it out. But after three full months, he was starting to look like the pitching version of Jason Hayward. Luckily, in July, Tyone figured it out. From July 1 to the end of the year, Tyone posted a 3.57 ERA in 16 games and that was 95 and two-thirds innings pitch. If he sustains that for an entire year, you truly have the pitcher you envision when the Cubs sign him to a four-year, $68 million deal. And after watching him on the Foul Territory podcast recently, he admitted that he needed really to clear his mind in the middle of the season and stop looking into the data. The best thing I did was around the All-Star break was just start going out there and competing and like, I was having a really bad first half, and I was like, I know how to pitch. I know how to pitch in the big leagues. I'm just going to go out there, make sure I'm prepared, and just go out and compete and have fun. And I feel like that's when my year turned around is when I just started kind of feeling the flow, trusting the catcher, 
um, getting out of my way and just doing my thing. Now, Tyone is not old by any means, so you can expect a bounce back season from the 32-year-old righty. I expect a healthy season from JMO, making 30 starts, winning 12 of them, and a solid 3.75 ERA. I think he will do all of this while being second on the staff in innings pitched at 172. Third up, and the potential to be first in our hearts, Shota Imanaga. Hey, Chicago. <laughs> What do you say? <laughs> Cubs gonna win today. How do you even predict numbers from a guy who hasn't pitched in the majors before? Well, I'm gonna try it, and I'm gonna do it by looking at Kodai Senga's first season in the MLB compared to his Japanese numbers. In Japan, Senga's previous four seasons, 2019 to 2022, he had a 239 ERA and averaged roughly 142 innings per season. In his first season with the Mets, his ERA was 298, which was 59 points higher, or about 25% more runs per nine innings, and he threw 166 innings, 24 more than Japan. Now, looking at Shota's numbers in his previous four seasons, he had an ERA of 259. If you look at his average innings pitch in the last three seasons, were taken out 2020 because he was only limited to 53, he averaged 149 innings per season. Now, if we use the same assumptions that impacted Senga's numbers, you would come to a conclusion that Imanaga would probably post an ERA around 324-ish and throw over 170 innings. But I'm going to consider the Wrigley Field factor. Shota is a flyball pitcher, and for that reason, I think there's going to be some days that he gives up some cheap home runs. So I'm going to be conservative and say that he posts a slightly inflated ERA at 3.90, and I think that he will have less starts in year one due to the deeper rotation options that the Cubs have compared to the Mets in 2023. Overall, I think Imanaga makes 25 starts, throws 150 innings, and wins nine of those ballgames. Fourth in the rotation, Kyle Hendricks. This is a big wild card. Hendricks made a very unexpected comeback in 2023 in his age 33 season. He changed his arm angle to avoid injuring it in the future. He added a couple miles per hour on his four-seam fastball, and that equated to Kyle posting his first sub-four ERA season since 2020. He made 24 starts through 137 innings and was a huge piece of why the Cubs made the playoff run they did in 2023. Not to mention he nearly threw a no-hitter in just his fourth game back from rehab. Hanniger makes his way to the plate. Hanniger throws one deep left center field, back towards the wall, and it's off the fence. The longest no-hit bid in baseball this year, finished off by Hanniger in the eighth. A great ovation from the Giants crowd to Hanniger. A lot of applause from the Cubs dugout for Hendricks. Now, despite this great season, the professor still has not made more than 30 starts since 2021, and in that season, he had a very unimpressive 477 ERA. For these reasons, I'm being conservative once again, thinking that Hendricks will take a slight step back in 2024, but I still see it being a great year. I'm predicting 25 starts from Kyle, a 10-7 and record, 395 ERA, and like Imanaga, throwing 150 innings. And that brings us to the semi-unclear number five spot in the rotation. At the moment, we're not quite sure who will be assigned to the fifth spot in this rotation, but as with most teams, we can assume that it will be a rotating position. And I think the obvious assumption is that Javier Assad and Jordan Wicks will trade off as the number five starter throughout the year. Jordan Wicks makes his MLB debut. I think it's the most anticipated major league debut start by a Cubs first rounder since Mark Pryor 21 years ago. On the ground for Dansby Swanson. 
And Javier Assad matching a career high with seven hitting. Now, with the addition of Imanaga coming over from Japan, where they usually pitch every six days, I can see these two getting more starts to give the throwing philosopher some much-needed rest. Wicks had very limited experience in 2023. He posted a 4-1 record with a 4.41 ERA in seven starts. And Assad, in his first two seasons as a Cub, has made 18 starts, 23 relief appearances, and has posted a 3.06 ERA. But baseball savant thinks he's had some luck on his side as they projected a mid-4 ERA in both of those years. Overall, I think Wicks appears in 30 games, 15 starts, 15 relief appearances, throws 105 innings, and has a 435 ERA. Assad, on the other hand, I think he's going to make the same 15 starts, but I think he will also have a significant role in the bullpen with 20 appearances and some being in high leverage situations. In this role, I see him throwing about 125 innings and posting a 365 ERA. The great thing about both of these guys is that they are still young in their careers, they could shock us, and I could easily see one of them taking full command of a starting rotation spot and giving the other a more defined role as a long innings reliever in the bullpen. And maybe one of the biggest wild cards of all, Cade Horton. There are some huge expectations for the Oklahoman, and if he comes up as soon as the rumors are suggesting, he could even have a chance for the Rookie of the Year conversation. But the fact remains that this will still be just his second professional season. And last year, he only threw 88 and a third innings. He's also had Tommy John surgery in the past. So unless the Cubs are in a very tight playoff run in August and September, you would imagine they would limit his innings in his rookie campaign. But the stuff is nasty and the potential is there. If all goes well, we could be looking at the next Cubs ace. So my prediction for Horton in his first season, 85 innings in 15 starts, an impressive 320 ERA, and he will win seven games. If you like this video, then you're really going to love what Jim Deshays says about the Cubs pitching staff when I sat down with him in January. That video just popped up for you. Go check it out. And do me a favor, comment below with your thoughts on my predictions. What did you think? And we have more predictions coming, Setup Nation, before the 2024 season starts.